Welcome to another episode of I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast. My name is Captain Eric, and we are continuing our sail through the second season of SpongeBob SquarePants. Today is a big episode, The Secret Box. Come on, one of the all-time classic episodes of SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, but before we even get into The Secret Box, something I wanted to talk about this week, uh, something that we were echoing all through last month, uh, mental health. I, I just want anybody out there who is dealing with something who has just not spoken to anybody, they're holding it in, you're not alone in this. You are not alone in the fight. And literally the best thing you can do is to talk to somebody. There, there has to be someone in your life, a friend, a family member, even somebody you're, you're friendly with at the deli or, you know, the grocery store or your local GameStop or uh, Target, Walmart, whatever. There's got to be somebody out there that you enjoy speaking with. And if you feel like they enjoy speaking with you, let them know, hey, I'm, I'm dealing with some some stuff. Um do you mind if I if I talk about it for a second? It's the best thing you can do for yourself. You have to take care of yourself and and don't be embarrassed. If you're a man, don't let the the stigma out there uh, uh, control your feelings. Be open. The best thing we can do is be open. Uh, this past week, I had my very first panic attack in front of customers. Um, it, it was incredibly scary and embarrassing. Uh, I reached out. To my public forum of my town and and apologized for my panic attack and I was met with so much positivity of people telling me that I, I have no, nothing to apologize for and that I'm doing a good you know I'm doing okay and and a lot of just hope that I'm doing okay and a lot of people even echoing that statement of of wow this is really good that you're being so public about this because not many people are and when I read that I said, well, I, uh, I've always talked about mental health on this show, um, and it's something I will continue to talk about in anything I'm ever a part of. So please, if you are you know, having a rough time, do something for yourself, it, whether or not it's to go and see a movie, whether or not it's to take an extra uh, 15 minutes of your day to drive around your town or to treat yourself to an extra nice food that you usually like, do something for yourself. But talk to someone at the end of the day. It, it really is the best thing you can do. And don't keep it a secret like Patrick does in this episode. Um, now, speaking of Patrick, actually, because this this connects, uh, just announced uh, this past week Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, a Super Smash Brothers-like Nickelodeon game that features a plethora of Nicktoons so far with more promise to come. It's it's actually incredible. It's something that you would expect to see years ago because Cartoon Network released a very similar game called Cartoon Network Punch Time Explosion that I had on the 3DS, which I actually enjoyed. It was not a one-to-one -one perfect Smash Brothers game, but it was fun enough on the 3DS when there wasn't Smash Brothers later on available. It was like it came out within the first year of the 3DS, so I that was kind of the only Smash Brothers game at our disposal. I enjoyed it. Um but this has been getting a lot of buzz online. People are excited for this. So, I'm going the extra mile with this game, and if you head over to our YouTube channel within the next week or so, two videos will be released. One will be 
a reaction video of the trailer, and then I'm going to put together my own dream roster, treating this as if it was Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. And it's and it's I got to tell you, a lot of thought has gone into that one. It's it's not just tossing in every character because ultimate did no 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 it's it's a lot of thought went into that so both videos will be out within the next week pay attention to that uh and i appreciate you uh being a part of this thank you for being a part of the ready crew we're going to take a quick break and when we get back we're going to dive right into the secret box inside this very box is the most secrety secret in all of secretdom and i am its sole witness it's a heavy burden, SpongeBob, but nobody must know the mystery of the box. Nobody! Not even Squidward's house. Magic Conj, will I ever get to meet Tom Kenny? Maybe someday. Oh, so you're saying there's a chance. Okay, okay. Should I tell fans of the show how they can support us? Yes. Goofy Goobers, supporting the show is shockingly easier than catching a blue jellyfish. Right from our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash spongepod, you can find links to all of our social media and a support button if you happen to have a few extra clams. Also follow us on twitch.tv slash spongebobpodcast, where it's not only the official home to our sister show, Video Bob Game Pants, it's also where I stream live drawings of various Nickelodeon characters and host the opportunity for commissions and giveaways. Lastly, the official merchandise store is now open at redbubble.com slash people slash SpongePod, where various designs will be uploaded inspired by our show, including our official logo, which is now available on a multitude of products like t-shirts, stickers, duvet covers, and even a shower curtain. This is a podcast by a fan for fans and will always be fan-driven. Any way you see fit on supporting our show is much appreciated. Thank you and enjoy. You may be an open book, SpongeBob, but I'm a bit more complicated than that. The inner machinations of my mind are an enigma. The Secret Box is the first half of the 35th episode of SpongeBob SquarePants and first premiered on September 7th, 2001 and was written by Paul Tibbet, Walt Dorn, and Meriwether Williams. One of one of the most iconic episodes of SpongeBob SquarePants. Am I am I wrong in saying that? Maybe. Maybe. Well, maybe it's iconic because it's paired with the most iconic episode of SpongeBob SquarePants. I think that's fair. I think the pairing itself have to kind of take on that that iconic level, even though one gets the edge over the other. And we know, come on, we're not even arguing here. Uh, this is the very first episode and one of four episodes that only include Tom Kenny and Bill Fagerbaki. It's only the two here. It's just a SpongeBob and Patrick story, although we do get some advice from Gary, some some rightful advice with with Gary, by the way. Um, it is a such a simple premise, and this is why simple works with SpongeBob, because you can take a simple premise and it's the zaniness of the characters that can build off on top of that. The premise being Patrick has a secret box and whatever ins- whatever is inside that box is apparently one of the greatest things in the history of the world. It makes Patrick laugh every time he opens the lid of the box and he can't let SpongeBob see it because then it's not a secret anymore. It's his secret box. Uh What's I what's ironic is I'm sure so many of you I'm not I wouldn't assume everybody 
had a secret box as a kid, but I'm sure everybody can at least relate to SpongeBob in a way of of wanting to hear a secret. The the idea of knowing we're humans. We like knowledge. We don't like not knowing. There are people out there who absolutely hate surprises and I've met them. I like surprising people with, you know, gifts and whatnot. And there's people out there who absolutely hate surprises. They just like knowing things. And we've all been in a situation where somebody has a secret and yeah, we just can't get that off of our head. What is it? Or what could it possibly be? Maybe not specifically a secret box, but uh, according to an interview with Steven Hillenberg, the idea for this episode came from a quote, uh, this quote from Steven, and I will read it in as his words. The idea came to Dryman because he too had a secret box as a child. He started telling us about it. We wanted to make fun of him and use it. So uh, they wanted to make fun of uh, Derek Dryman's uh, secret box, and they wrote it to an episode. And I mean, uh, what what else can you say? It's it's so simple and and easy. Now, there's a lot to unpack here. Even though it's a simple episode and it's a simple premise, there there's a lot to say because uh, in in a lot of ways, both characters um, are are at their worst in terms of their friendship with one another in this episode. Uh, for one. SpongeBob's unrelenting desire to open up the secret box um, to the point that even when Patrick puts their friendship on the line, goes to the point of drawing a line in the sand by and saying, if you cross this line, we are no longer friends anymore. Even that is not a deterrent for SpongeBob's lust of opening up the secret box. And on the other side, Patrick's boasting of the secret box, I would say, has to take some of the blame as well. His continuous um, over-exaggeration of the contents of the box to SpongeBob, the teasing that he won't ever see it, nor no one else will. It's not like he's given anyone else preferential treatment other than himself, but just the constant bragging about knowing a secret, haha, you don't know it. Nana, nana, boo, boo, that kind of thing. Um, he doesn't maybe go that far, but he still lays it on a bit thick after a while. Um, and especially even by the end, I would say Patrick, I think Patrick's a bit extreme for putting the friendship on the line uh, over this box. Even after knowing the contents of the box, uh, for Patrick to go that far, has anyone out there been in that situation where I, I feel like this only happened when you're a really really young kid but I had a friend quote unquote when I was in elementary school who made such demands of me or you know had so many lines in the sand of of if you do this we are not friends like constantly uh, it, it's not really fun hearing that now to be fair to be fair in any friendship you do have to respect one another and Patrick is well within his right to keep his secret to himself and SpongeBob at that point is is ultimately at fault for the friendship ending but I really can't I don't know I can't blame him it's a tough thing Gary at some point when SpongeBob even comes up with the idea that the only way he can really he goes through a lot of efforts before I get to Gary of getting this box um one of them being to give out all of his secrets to Patrick so that Patrick would be more willing to be open up to giving out his secrets. Uh, SpongeBob's secrets are as follows. 
He loves his job at the Krusty Krab. He sleeps with his shoes on. He likes jelly on both sides of his toast. He is an overdue library book. He has a high opinion on jellyfishing and bubble blowing. Um, it is never revealed what exactly his opinion is since it is interrupted through transition. Something about his overbite. He has never been late to work, although, although, that is a lie. Because if we uh, go all the way back to Hooky, he was late to work in that episode. Maybe he doesn't remember that, but he was in fact late. Uh, he says he he has said fancy in conversation before. He likes to dance. <laughs> he likes to dance to loading zone announcements. Um, you know what? I can't laugh at the guy because I've never given loading zone announcements a shot with a dance. So let's try that together now. Now, I don't know about any of you guys, but I really didn't, uh, I didn't really feel like I could cut a rug to that, uh, that stuff. But anyway, no, uh, no offense to SpongeBob. He, he can, uh, whatever raises his flag, if you will. Um, he, uh, he still doesn't have his driver's license, which I, I don't know why he thought that was a secret. I mean, how long has it been going to boating school at this point? I, I mean, maybe to Patrick, I guess it's a secret. Um, he is a little bit on the short side. And he was wearing three pairs of underwear at that moment, which is a pretty incredible secret. I got to tell you, that's <laughs> why did he have three pairs on at that one moment? I have no idea. Um, one of the absolute funniest jokes in SpongeBob that I can think of, if I ever do a top 10 of my personal favorite SpongeBob jokes, I think the joke having to do with Squidward's house being sentient because Patrick names Squidward's house as someone that is also not allowed to know the secrets of his secret box. And it is revealed that Squidward's house is actually, uh, is actually sentient and can, can peer down to the world below. Um, I, it's just one of those weird visual gags. I, I don't know why it just makes me giggle every time. Um, it makes me want to use the word giggle. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> right, so eventually SpongeBob decides he goes through a few ways to try to, peer into the box through convincing then he just outright steals the box gets caught by Patrick which and then Patrick puts down the gauntlet and is very serious about this he makes sure that Spongebob knows that their friendship is on the line if he decides to look into the box without his permission he even mentions the fact that they are both members of the best friends forever club and that they both have best friends forever rings and, um, it's, it's, I, I, you know, I have a best friend. I, I have a Patrick to my SpongeBob. If he ever told me that there was a line in the sand and if I were to cross that line, we would not be friends anymore. I wouldn't even think about going near it. It's very daring that SpongeBob is still so obsessed with this box but it isn't until he starts thinking about the contents of that box. He goes through a few scenarios, one in which he imagines that Patrick could be a master jewel thief and that it's filled with all of the jewels he's stolen. But 
when the thought comes that it could be a picture of him, an embarrassing picture of him from the Christmas party, that sends him in such a tizzy that he is willing to put his friendship on the line with Patrick to see what's inside that box. Gary has a wonderful line here when after SpongeBob uh, pretty much asks for his approval, uh, instead of saying meow, Gary says, no, doesn't really agree with SpongeBob's plan in the fact that to steal a secret, you should be secret. You should secretly steal the secret. We get this nice visual gag outside of Patrick's Rock. It's late at night, and SpongeBob goes the full burglar route by not just, you know, breaking into Patrick's house, which would make him a burglar. He's got to disguise himself as a burglar by putting on uh, some nylon stockings over his face. Now, for anyone who has ever wondered why that's a thing, if you look at photos of people who have stretched a nylon stocking over their face, it usually presses your nose and face together in a way that, um, you know, you can look a little different in pictures and whatnot, usually to blur cameras. Uh, it is funny. We get a nice visual gag here that right as SpongeBob uh, lets go of the stocking on his head, his head, if you pause it, turns into a leg, which is what would normally be on a stocking. It's a nice visual gag. Um, one one there for the adults, if you will. Uh, so SpongeBob successfully breaks into Patrick's rock, which isn't very hard. It's not like he has a security system. But from the time he gets into the house to the moment he gets over to Patrick's bed, Patrick is also sleeping on a bed, by the way, which they are very inconsistent with where Patrick sleeps, although... It's Patrick. He's lazy. I guess he can sleep wherever he wants. But, you know, usually Patrick has been seen sleeping on the top part of his rock. But he's in a comfy bed right now. Um, and he's got the secret box sleeping right next to him. Uh, SpongeBob, from the, mo you know, from the moment he gets from point A to point B, every sound that occurs is loud. When the droplets of sweat from his forehead fall into the ground they sound like massive crashes of water there is just all of this noise happening at all times around spongebob he's you know we get this nice little audio gag of him every time he's stepping on ducks and then we see he's actually just stepping on ducks which by the way is my favorite uh family friendly way to you know say that you farted uh, if you're ever around kids and you need to say that you farted, if you feel like saying fart is too much, I don't know. Some people get weird by that. You can say, I, st I stepped on a duck. I don't know. That one always makes me laugh. Um, so get, always seeing that gag here was always pretty funny. Um, once P SpongeBob gets to Patrick's bed, he's able to slip the box out of his arms by using himself, which then we get this nice moment where Patrick like awakes from sleep although he keeps his eyes shut and he wants to look inside the secret box and he pulls out Spongebob's tongue just giggles to himself and then just lets the tongue go puts whatever back in the box uh Spongebob successfully gets the box away from Patrick and if at this moment he just looked inside of the box he would be completely fine he would have seen what needed to be seen, moved on with his night. But he had to mention, he had to say something. And the irony there is that uh, while all of those crazy noises that were going on while SpongeBob was trying to get over to the bed, 
Patrick didn't wake up, and here he is waking up at the uh, at the simplest comment, um, which Patrick immediately knows there's a burglar in the house and and freaks out. Now Patrick's a strong boy. He is a strong boy. We know this. It's his character trait. He's not as strong as Sandy, as far as we know, but but he is the muscle of the group. And uh, and when he brings that pillow over to that burglar who is just on the floor, uh, crawling away from him, we we get this one uh, once again, just an, another one of these little gags here when Patrick uh, clicks the pillow as if it's a gun, like a shotgun clock. It now, if you have ever been in a pillow fight, I I, I had remember doing that before this episode came out, but if you were ever in a pillow fight after this episode came out. Clocking a pillow like it's a gun. Uh, I don't even know if that's the right term. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but Patrick means business. He is going to beat this burglar with this pillow. Uh, SpongeBob finally has to admit that it's him. He he even pulls the uh, the nylon off to show his face, and Patrick still doesn't believe it's SpongeBob because SpongeBob wouldn't pass that line. He would not cross that line that Patrick put in the sand. SpongeBob then shows that he has the best friends forever ring and we finally get to see what the ring actually does. It opens up and it's like a little music box with a with a little jingle to it about SpongeBob and Patrick being the best friends forever, which is actually used in a really nice visual gag earlier when SpongeBob mentions that they are legitimately supposed to be best friends forever. Uh, at least in this episode, it's established that they've known each other since they were babies and eventually will still know each other until they're buried one next to each other <laughs> and still apparently laughing in the afterlife. I don't know if they just don't die and the citizens of Bikini Bottom get so sick of their laughing that they just bury them six feet under uh, and and they're just there. But uh, it's a nice little dark black comedy here on Nickelodeon. Just the sight of the gravestones is and the joke is a little funny. Um but once Patrick sees the ring that SpongeBob has, his heart is broken. He can't believe that SpongeBob would would break this rule. Now, at this point, SpongeBob has still not looked into the secret box and hands it back over to Patrick, letting him know that the secret is still intact. But the the last straw has been has been t- taken by Patrick. He announces that him and SpongeBob are no longer going to be friends. And when SpongeBob says, "Really?" Patrick turns around and says, ah, I'm just kidding. You can look inside the box if you really want to. Hands over the box to SpongeBob. SpongeBob is acting as if it's the greatest moment in his life. He lifts the lid of the box, looks down with just odd questioning. Patrick then just like reaffirms like it's it's pretty good, right? That's a good secret. And it's a lonely piece of string in the middle of the box. That's it. Just a little piece of string in the middle of the box that Patrick has been carrying around with him all day. SpongeBob feels relieved and kind of silly for wanting to know about the secret so much. And he leaves the house. Everything's all cool. Everything's fine. Good to go. When he leaves, though, Patrick reveals to the audience that it's a good thing SpongeBob didn't pick up the piece of string. Because that would have opened up the secret compartment on the box. Which, in fact holds an embarrassing photo from the Christmas party of SpongeBob that Patrick is laughing at. The one thing that SpongeBob was willing to break up his friendship with SpongeBob over 
is actually in the box. His worst fear is true. Now, as far as what is present in that picture, there are a few options that we can look at. Um, option one, one of the earliest pieces of evidence is back during, uh, I forgot what year on Nickelodeon this was, but they ran a few bumpers for a few years of claymation Nicktoons holding a party, one of them singing, you know, we wish you a Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays. Or They had a few of these things that, that they ran for a few years that were uh, a little play on the Ralph Bakshi uh, productions of like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Santa Claus is Coming to Town and whatnot. Um, now, here's what's crazy is that in one of those shorts, there is legitimately a Christmas party with all of the Nicktoons. And during this Christmas party, a snapshot. There's a few photos that are on the screen with a camera lens noise that you're showing like, OK, these are photos being taken from the party. One of these photos include a picture of SpongeBob running away from the camera as his pants are being ripped. That is possibility number one. Possibility number two is uh, an image that one of the SpongeBob official accounts, I think it was the Instagram or Tumblr account, uh, put up of of what what could have been the embarrassing photo of SpongeBob. And it, it seems of him in a, in a bit of a milk and cookies days, a little, little had too many milk and cookies. He's dressed up as Santa. He has uh, no beard, but um, there's a lot of angry fish around him in this photo. That is, that is option number two, but uh, there has actually been an officially released photo of SpongeBob at that Christmas party, believe it or not. Uh, in one of these uh, SpongeBob books that were released by Scholastic, there has a uh, a part in it called Candid Camera by SpongeBob. And it, it, the passage reads as such, this is a really embarrassing picture of me from a party. I can't remember how my pants fell down or why I'm wearing my protective karate headgear. All I know is I hope no one has a copy of this picture, especially hidden in some secret box. Wait a minute. Now you have a copy. Oh, no. Now, the possibility behind this, is this canon from the SpongeBob writers? No. Even though it's an in an officially released piece of merchandise, it's from the book company. They have to fill a book with stuff. It got approved by Nickelodeon. It's not something that's sacred, like you can't show that photo or can't show an interpretation of what you think that photo is. But... I, I like having the three options here. I really like the the Nicktoons one is cute because, you know, it actually happened on television, like a photo of SpongeBob was taken. Um, that one is a fun one. I also like the officially released one as well. The The one with the milk and cookies that came from the SpongeBob account, that one was always weird to me as an option because there's really nothing embarrassing about it inherently, I guess. Maybe the idea of SpongeBob having too many milk and cookies or maybe SpongeBob just had too much eggnog at that party or all three happened. I don't know. Maybe there was just a bunch of photos taken of SpongeBob at this one party. And that, my friends and members of the Ready Crew, is the secret box. It's it's a classic SpongeBob episode. And once again, one of the one of the first the first episode to just include Tom Kenny and Bill Fagerbaki as SpongeBob and Patrick, and only one of four that they've done that for. 
these two are gold with one another. They could create an entire episode just probably riffing off one another as SpongeBob and Patrick. So I'm shocked they've only done that four times of just used those two voice actors only in episodes. I feel like it would have happened at least six or seven times by now in the episode's run, but but four is a relatively shocking number for that. Uh, that is this week's episode of the Squarecast. I want to thank each and every one of you for being a part of this. If you consider yourself part of the Ready Crew, welcome aboard. If you would like to follow us in any forms of social media, we are on YouTube. We are on Facebook. Go follow us there. It is a massive help for the show to grow. Uh, we are available on every single podcasting service that I can think of. We are also on Twitter at I'm Ready Podcast and on Instagram at SpongeBob Podcast. Uh, anytime there's uh, more pictures, those will always go up on both. Uh, but I do interact with fans more on Twitter these days. So find me on there. Let's chat SpongeBob publicly. No DMs, though. Those are closed off from all fans. Always here on the Ready Crew. Everything is public, nothing in private. We don't allow secrets here at the SpongePod Squarecast. <laughs> Magic Conj, will I ever get to meet Tom Kenny? Maybe someday. Oh, so you're saying there's a chance. Okay, okay. Should I tell fans of the show how they can support us? Yes. Goofy Goobers, supporting the show is shockingly easier than catching a blue jellyfish. Right from our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash spongepod, you can find links to all of our social media and a support button if you happen to have a few extra clams. Also follow us on twitch.tv slash spongebobpodcast, where it's not only the official home to our sister show, Video Bob Game Pants, it's also where I stream live drawings of various Nickelodeon characters and host the opportunity for commissions and giveaways. Lastly, the official merchandise store is now open at redbubble.com slash people slash SpongePod, where various designs will be uploaded inspired by our show, including our official logo, which is now available on a multitude of products like t-shirts, stickers, duvet covers, and even a shower curtain. This is a podcast by a fan for fans and will always be fan-driven. Any way you see fit on supporting our show is much appreciated. Thank you and enjoy.